Someone asked a question about how to get more help from family when you're the main caregiver. Let's talk about that. You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. This person wrote about having been the caregiver to their father. And part of this is missing because it was deleted. What I could capture is the following. Feeling alone while my siblings are carrying on with their lives. Anger, resentment, and the overall toll it has taken on my body. I'm going to answer this question as if it was a caregiver situation. However, these tools can be used in having a difficult conversation with anybody. My heart goes out to you. We just went through something similar with my mother who was in her 90s and had had a stroke. And my sister had the medical background, so she was the person that stepped up and became the main caregiver. But because she and I talked and, and, and I had to talk her off the ledge a lot of times, where I could step up to the plate, I was happy to do so. But my major role in that was being her sounding board and encouraging her and helping her to walk through a whole lot of healing that she had to do in the process. Now, in your question, what I kept hearing was a lot of bitterness. It was just bitterness that was coming through, and I could feel your frustration. So I'm going to make a few suggestions, not having all the details. I, I probably need a lot more specifics to be more specific in my advice to you. But because I have seen some of this, I'm going to give you my best answer to your question. And number one, get a therapist or someone with whom you can talk out the anger and frustration because intuitively I'm sensing that this goes way back, that this is not just about your current situation and that there's been some challenges with your relationships with some of these family members in the past. First of all, work through that because when you do the next steps I'm going to suggest, you're going to need to be on even emotional ground and the past cannot be a part of the conversation you're going to have to have. That stated, another thing I'm going to suggest is that you take time to really get specific about what type of help you need. Is it financial help? Is it time to yourself so you can take care of yourself? Is it somebody taking care of the person you're taking care of once a week? twice a week. Get specific with yourself about exactly what you need because then you're going to have to present that to the other family members. The next thing is part of the frustration of when we've got bad relationships with the past, I don't know if it's trauma related or what, then what we do is we carry that inside of us so that it colors our attitude, our tones of voice, and it's all about all of that that we've been stuffing when we're trying to deal with a here and now situation. So what that blocks is your ability to see that nobody can read your mind. 
That's why I told you to get specific about what you need. Everybody's oblivious as to the turmoil that may have been going on inside you as you navigate this caregiver phase and struggle to maintain through it. That is one of the most stressful jobs a person has is taking care of somebody when they're declining. That is so stressful because it draws on all your resources, your emotional resources, your physical resources, your financial resources, and they become the main thing on your mind all the time. And that's your life that you're living. But what other people in your life don't know is what that's like. Probably they've never been in that situation. And so one of the reasons I told you to get specific about what you need is because they're totally oblivious. The other thing is always remember that uh, everybody brings something different to the table. Some pe people are more patient. Some people are not. Some people are in a position to give financial support. Some people are not. Some people are in a position to, be to give time and some people are not. Some people are in a position to do things for you. While you're doing things for the caregiver, some people are not. So when you have this conversation, acknowledge that everybody has a different uh, skill ability or different things they can bring to the table with respect to the caregiver situation and allow conversation along the lines of what everybody's strengths are. So don't expect everybody what they give to be equal across the board is what I'm saying. All right. Now, if you've got siblings or family that live elsewhere, it gets back to what people have that they can give, what they can do. So maybe that sibling will be able to provide resources. Maybe they'll be able to provide some kind of support to you emotionally. Maybe they'll be able to come in once a month or whatever. Whatever it is, once you're specific about what you need, then bringing this to the family members will be more clarifying and not muddled so that everybody can talk about where they can give. And finally, I just got to tell you, this is going to be the toughest part of all. Knowing when to let go. Knowing when to cut your emotional losses with somebody in the family just that who is just not going to get with the program. And the, this the challenge to know when to cut your losses. It can be so freeing. But then you got to deal with the fallout of everything of the past that's coming up in you as a result of that being the truth you have to face. So that's why I'm telling you early on in this, get with, you need to get a therapist to help you work through some of the family issues, some of the things that you're going through inside. Because really, you have got to be well you have got to be on as strong an emotional foundation as you can because you are the one who stepped forward to be the caregiver. That might be because nobody else would, but I honor you for doing that. That ain't no easy win. And uh, knowing that you're going to have to cut your losses and when to cut your losses, it's going to be something you're, that's going to have to be accepted. Because you may have somebody, once you have this good, sound conversation with somebody else that just is not going to get with the program, just isn't getting it. So when you have the conversation, 
I want you to be able to relate to them the stresses you're under, how much of you it takes to, to, to be the caregiver. Give them a clear picture of what that looks like, okay? I mean, hey, it might be down to taking your cell phone and just walking everybody through on, on video your typical day with that person, setting up on a tripod. Keep a video diary of what you're going through and sit down and talk to that camera about what you're feeling. Sometimes that can be helpful when you have this conversation with people. But I'm telling you, sweetie, it's, it, it, people who are not in the trenches don't even know the trench exists. And it might you might be pleasantly surprised that somebody in your family is going to step forward to be a help to you in that situation. Now, that said, go to community resources. If this individual is uh, elderly, or there are uh, elderly resources out there. Also consider bringing in somebody once a week or just in the mornings or just in the evenings to kind of give you a break away because you're going to need to take a break. Okay. I would suggest it. Look, I'm admitting this might be easier said than done. I don't know the specifics enough, but one thing I want you to consider is having a schedule where you take at least one day a week where you can get away from that. One day a week to take care of yourself, bubble bath, whatever, go have a drink, whatever the heck it is for you that you don't have to be caregiver because that's going to give you strength. Okay, and if you can get somebody in the family to give you that break or get it through community resources where the nurse comes in once a once a week, even consider ways that you can take care of yourself while you're working through the emotional trauma from the past and making yourself strong enough and more powerful enough in your communication with family members to be able to make the case for why they need to step up. Understanding the whole time that you can't control them. You cannot control their choices. So have a backup plan in case somebody doesn't step to it. I hope you'll keep me posted on this. And I'm hoping some of this was helpful to you. And I say it again. God bless you for being the one who's burdened, taking that burden. Because as much as you love that family member you're taking care of, as much as you love them, that doesn't negate the fact that this is a strain for you. I honor you for that. God bless you and keep me posted on this. Send me an email or whatever. And if you have specific questions you want to ask me about that, please feel free to communicate with me by email and then maybe I can address it in a video. Okay, you guys, that was a deep subject. Always remember your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Know that truth. Thank you for joining me today on When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime Podcast. Schedule your free breakthrough session now at lindafwilliams.com. That's lindafwilliams.com.